Thanks for joining us today for Bread of Life, a ministry of Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. At the core of our ministry is the conviction that Christ is our sufficiency in all things. Our prayer is that the message today might bring your thoughts near to Christ's abundant grace. To contact us, please call us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. And now here for a brief introduction is our speaker, Joel Van Hoogen. You have to guard your meaningful relationships. You have to cultivate them and work at them, and you have to give yourself to them in order to maintain them. Over the last number of broadcasts, we've been talking about the Christian's personal relationship with God. It's no different here. A relationship with God can't be taken for granted. It has to be taken and pursued. You may wonder why your relationship with God has been failing to bear the fruit of real connectedness and discovery. The secret into a growing relationship with God in your life is this. You gotta love Him. You gotta love Him with a love that gives to Him all of yourself. That's the rule of love. If you're going to love God, it's going to require a sacrifice of yourself. Loving Him means that you forsake all others and cling only unto Him. Loving Him means you forsake all others, including yourself, and cling only unto Him. And that kind of love draws you into ever and ever deepening relationship with God in which the mystery of a personal relationship with God is made known to you. Let's make a third point here very quickly. Do you see here that this mystery is available to anyone? The Lord Jesus says, if anyone, if any man, if anyone, if any man, if any woman, if you love God, you obey the Lord Jesus, you do it out of a desire to know Him, to experience Him, to follow Him, to realize Him, to delve into and to draw forward your life deeper into this relationship with Him. If any man, it means it's available to all. It's available to any. There's always in the words of the Lord Jesus, always in the commandments that He gives, always in the calling that they give, some on His part, His expression, His heart, an open-endedness to it. There's always an expression in which it's drawn to and it's to fall upon the ear of everyone who hears in order to spark within them a longing and a hope that it might be me. I want to be that one. I want to be the one that has that loving relationship. I want to be the one that has God making a home within me. In such ways, the Lord Jesus seeks the remedy of bringing people away from themselves into Him. Well, let's look at the conclusion here. The disciples didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. They regularly demonstrated their ignorance every time they opened their mouths to speak. You read that in the Gospels. They just don't seem to get and understand things. The times that they do say things that are profoundly wise, they, you almost know the next thing they did was they threw their hands over their mouths. They couldn't believe they said it. You know, who do people say that I am? Well, some say you're a prophet. Some say you're John the Baptist. Well, who do you say that I am? Peter speaks, oh, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. You know. Right after that, he demonstrates that he doesn't really understand things very well because right after that, the Lord Jesus rebukes him. Remember? 
Jesus said, we're going to go up and I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die at the hands of the evil men in Jerusalem. And Peter says, God forbid. The Lord Jesus says, this is right after. He said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. They demonstrated their ignorance so often. Their lack of an understanding of all that Jesus was and their lack of self-understanding of what their need was and who they were and their proficiencies and their inefficiencies. But the day would come in which they would enter into this deep, knowing, growing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that would exceed anything that they had known when they'd walked with Him and talked with Him upon the earth that actually happens after Christ ascended from their sight. The day would come, and in that day, their whole lives changed. No longer are the individuals just exuding their ignorance and expressing their ignorance. All of a sudden, there's a telling and an understanding and a knowledge, not only about and a confidence in the relationship with the Lord Jesus and an understanding confidence of who He is, but a confidence to speak about these mysteries to others. And it all began because they obeyed the Lord Jesus. Love obeys the one that you love. And here's what the Lord Jesus said to them. You stay in Jerusalem and tarry here and pray until the Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll receive power. And they obeyed Him. And they stayed and they lingered in Jerusalem. That's not where they were from, by the way. It's not like they had a a house set up there. I don't know how they arranged it, but they stayed there in Jerusalem. Days after the Lord Jesus had ascended into heaven, as they were praying, as they had been commanded, as they were seeking the outpouring of this gift that had been promised, fire fell upon them and fused them with life. You know what that was? It was a love of God being poured out in their hearts by the Holy Spirit, filling them, expressing them, immersing them in the experience of a personal relationship with God. The Holy Spirit had come to make Jesus real to them, living and abiding within them, God had made their very hearts his home in that very moment. And at that very moment, their bellies opened up and living water began to course through it. It did. They began to rejoice and they began to praise and they began to speak of flying like eagles and running without growing weary and being like trees growing by living streams of water. And they found that they were no longer shrouded in ignorance, but they began to speak with authority about their growing, knowing relationship with the God of all creation, about their love and worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. This movement towards God that Judas or Thaddeus was inquiring about culminates in what the Bible refers to as being filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5.18 talks about that. Don't become drunk with wine, which is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. When we become Christians at that moment, we receive all of the Holy Spirit, all of God that we're ever going to get. And at that time, to the best of our knowledge, we give to God all of ourselves. But as time goes by, what usually happens for us as Christians is we see that we've not made the full surrender that we thought we were making. We discover there are other areas of our lives that we haven't yielded up to Him. We've also, in a sense, taken up the joy of this gift and thought, now I'll do this in my own strength. And we find out very quickly that it's not possible. We find out that there's a reason why God said, as you received Him, so walk you in Him. You received Him by turning from yourself and turning to Him completely and 
The only way you can continue to follow Him is to continue doing the same. Being filled with the Holy Spirit takes place when God gets all of us. It happens when we yield our whole being to Him and we say, God, please occupy all of my life. It happens when we run through the inner rooms of our lives and at each door we throw it open and say, Lord, fill this place. Lord, fill this place. Fill it all. It's an act of surrender, isn't it? It's an act of abandonment. It's an act of self-abandonment where we turn away from ourselves to God. You know what that is? That's an act of love. That's what we've been talking about. I just want you. I want you to dominate every area of my life. I sacrifice myself to know you and enjoy you in a deep personal relationship. That's what we're talking about. We sacrifice ourselves to Christ in order to let Christ live on in us instead of us living on in us because we love Him. And this moment is a moment of crisis in our lives. And we say, God, I have all of you, but I want you to have all of me. It's a moment made possible because we've already known Him as our Savior. We already have received the Spirit dwelling within us. And now, in love, we release ourselves by faith to God so that Spirit may dwell in us richly. It's a moment of crisis that unfolds and impacts us in a life that goes forward in a progressive pattern of daily giving up all to God, by faith taking up all the fullness through God's Spirit of all the life of Jesus Christ so that we can experience Him and enjoy Him and know Him in a deep, profound, growing relationship with God. The disciples learned the mystery, and so we can learn it as well. They loved and obeyed Jesus, and Jesus was pleased to make Himself known to them. To know the Lord Jesus, to know God. If you don't want to know Him in this all-consuming way, if you're not ready to surrender yourself so completely to the Spirit that He might occupy everything so that Jesus might live and abide and rule and reign in every part of your being and life out of love for Him, if that's not on your agenda, why would you even want to be known as a Christian? Because that's the Christian life. That's what was implanted in you and etched in the impulses of your being on the day that you turned to Him or God turned to you to Him in repentance. And it's a life of love. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. You've heard our prayers for our children. We have tried to find the right request that would be overarching to meet and satisfy their needs, not only now, but through all their lives. The day will come when they'll not receive our counsel and they'll be making completely and totally independent decisions and building their own houses and praying for their own children we trust. How were we to pray for them? What were we to ask God that would correct all the challenges, all of the difficulties all the temptations, all of the own challenges they meet in their own flesh, and then such a harsh world. And we discovered this prayer. Oh God, that you would cause them by your Spirit to fall madly in love with you. 
Oh God, that you would just make him crazy in love with you. May a love for you be the guiding factor poured out in their hearts by your spirit for every decision and every encounter and every answer of their life and their being. And may they see as a result that the love of God, God's love in them, conquers all. And now, Lord, we pray, show yourself to we, your people, in this way. Make yourself known to your church. Lift our lives up to more noble pursuits than mere creature comforts. May we press after something more than just security in our old age or reputation or material possessions or acquisitions for personal well-being. May instead, above everything else, we want to know you, see you, hear you, feel you, love you. Well, thank you that this is all possible and granted to us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We ask these things in his precious name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today at the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Our fellowship meets every Sunday to worship at 11 a.m. in the Old White Church in the Warm Springs area of Boise. 1023 East State Street is our address. Our focus is to know Christ in every arena of life and to make Him known in those same places. For a copy of today's message, you can call us at 208-331-4096 or you can go to our website at breadoflifeboise.org to learn more. Until the next time, may God bless you.